Pints and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. On this Miro Day, nothing's standing in my way. On this Miro Day, when nothing can go wrong, it's a Miro just imagine the band is filling behind welcome to tights and fights the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves (laughs) i am the greatest the greatest love you've ever known how dare you how lovely what a timely joke and i'm (laughs) oh my god and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Kelkstein Kelk. Lindsay Kelk. Yay! Hello, that's me. That's one of my favorite ones. I love that, Julia. Thank you. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. If you're hearing this on Monday, you're worried that you missed Max Fun Drive. Don't worry. There is still time for you to go to maxfunfund.org forward slash join and become a Max Fun member. You've been procrastinating, but it's fine. Help keep this show going and get a bunch of great exclusive bonus audio in the process. Who amongst us has not been procrastinating? Mm -hmm. That's the question. That's the question. This is why the buffer period is so important to all of us. Um, Yeah, you can get some amazing bonus content for just $5 a month or above. You get our bonus episode and a bunch of other great bonus episodes. But our bonus episode uh, features the Nation of Conversation recasting Hamilton with wrestlers it's amazing. Uh, and there's also the first WrestleMania ice cream Christmas episode, the sing-along episode, uh, the pilot of Tapping Titles. I know you want that. Uh, you know, if we get enough followers, maybe one day we'll be able to follow it up with banging belts or smooching straps. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, that's just for $5. That's right. Those things are happening in real life, by the way. Titles have been tapped. We have proof. Plus, you'll be contributing to our goal of 350 new upgrading and boosting members contributing specifically to tights and fights make us watch the marine six live with y'all that is what happens when we unlock that goal that is we will watch that we did money plane last year this year oh boy marine six coming your way we're gonna have more information on this later in the show about the gifts you can earn at higher contribution levels but for now, if you're ready to go, go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Why wait? One of my favorite things about that tap and titles things is the amount of wrestlers who are probably very confused of every time they pose with their belts with their SO. They, we get, they get like a handful of people. How many people? Like, tap and titles. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? Okay. I mean, we do that, but people weren't supposed to know about that. <laughs> yeah. It delights me. Yeah, I was very, um, my heart was warm to see Johnny Gargano like the smoochin' straps comment. But not so much the tapping titles. But he did. He did. He liked the smooching straps to say, you know, Disney people. Yeah, PG thirteen. Yeah. Lindsay, there's another WWE show coming up this weekend. Oh, I forgot that until I read this. WrestleMania Backlash <laughs> coming your way. What a name! Pretty soon it's gonna yeah. be Boost Mobile's WrestleMania Backlash, brought to you by Lugs, featuring the song "Hell's Got Another Angel" by System of a Down. <laughs> We've got title matches all over the place. Titles will be tapped just by single people. They won't be tapping each other, no. as far as we know. It's important to tap your own title sometime. You, I, I assume the thing you're looking forward to the most is Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Cesaro getting his title shot. You, sir, what are your hopes correctly. for that match? Often, often assumption makes an ass out of you and mm-hmm. me, but not in this case. I just want Cesaro to get his belt, and I know now isn't the right time because Roman Reigns is in the middle of his... Just most bizarre, great, wonderful heel run ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to end. No. But I also don't want Cesaro just to lose clean. Like, I, it, it's too it's too good. He's too precious. And I also don't think Roman needs to win clean to sustain what he's doing. I think it's better if there's shenanigans of some kind. And that keeps Cesaro hot and that keeps this moving because people love him and people have been waiting a long time for this. And I think if they just blow it all off at fucking wrestlemania backlash uh why is it wrestlemania backlash now normally it's just regular backlash and wrestlemania is alluded to and it's also been like six weeks since wrestlemania normally the pay-per-views they can't get them out the stable door fast enough now you've made me wait six weeks and remember that wrestlemania happened nothing happened if it didn't happen four days ago it's 2021 people Uh, i'll come on i'll field this one 
I, I think Backlash has always been the one last match after WrestleMania. If it's not a blown-off yeah. feud, then it continues there. Here, here's the intrigue for me with Cesaro. He's either just being built up to lose, which which is fine. I mean, it's good for him to get main event experience. It doesn't mean it's the last time he'll ever main event. I mean, it could be. You never know. But It's not getting any younger, Halbert. He's not getting any no, younger. But and it he's also you. not slowing down. No. Makes a lovely cup of coffee, though. Many people in the wrestling community have been able to main event and excel at what would be considered an older age for an athlete. It felt like the build to him getting a main event match had a little bit more weight to it to where it it almost is better to have some sort of a screwy finish and keep him around. But there's so much intrigue and there's so many options. If For those of you who watched SmackDown, you saw the return of Jimmy Uso. And him being a lot more defiant than Jay. So that puts Jay yeah. in a weird position. Just the dynamics of of, of everything around Roman Reigns is he, he's having yeah. trouble maintaining control. So whether that's something Cesaro takes a loss and then figures out how to capitalize on, or if he just goes away, they, they have a lot of different options. You had Seth Rollins sort of getting involved. Mm-hmm. But kudos to the writing staff for having a memory that Seth Rollins... <laughs> Seth Rollins is probably one of the few people in this character world who could go up to Roman Reigns and have the com- have the frank conversation he did because yeah. of the history they have. Why why forget that history? I think it's yeah. too easy writing wise to just say that was the past and then just move beyond it and not have any. Yeah. There are no consequences. It to is relationships. wild, isn't it? Yeah, they feel poles apart now. It feels like the Shield. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even feel like they're the same people. They feel so far removed from those characters. It's an incredible character work they're doing. Yeah, there's so many ways it could go. I I mean, I could see some Jay interaction and then Jimmy getting mad at Jay and Jay Costin Cesaro the match and then that leading us to a Jimmy Jay feud, which I'm feeling like maybe we're getting at SummerSlam. Maybe we're getting some Jimmy versus Jay, Oos versus Oos. I'd love for that to play all the way out to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam feels like a million years away right now, but I guess it's not. It's August, right? So it might be our first live WWE show of like besides WrestleMania. Could be our first. Ooh. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yay. laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I. I, I just think there's lots of ways for it to go, and I think there's only really one way I would not want to see it go, which is just for Cesaro to get used up in this moment. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what's going to happen. I think there's so much goodwill towards him with the audience that I think it makes sense for them to play this out a little bit longer, uh, even if they're just using him to tease more Usvi Us drama and keep the Seth Rollins stuff alive. If you move him out, you've got to move someone else in, uh, yeah. and I don't know who that is. Yeah. Especially with the Daniel Bryan of it all being very up in the air. Uh, I think they're playing with that quite nicely now. The idea that he's banned from SmackDown. Because they're like, we actually don't know what's going on. But he's banned. But mm-hmm. usually when they say someone's banned from SmackDown, that just means they're coming back in a hood. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, that's what makes me think Daniel Bryan's not going anywhere. He's still under contract to Totes Bells. And I don't see them letting him go. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited about it. I am genuinely not just like, oh, I wonder what will happen. Like genuinely excited to see the match. Yeah. I think it's going to be the, good. There's a lack of credible challengers at the main event level that Roman hasn't hasn't beaten. So it makes sense to build Cesaro over the course. You could have, you could definitely stretch that out over the course of the summer, even if they don't wrestle at every pay-per-view. So hopefully yeah. they do that. I, they they do have the ability to play things out in, in a long game fashion. I do want to call out an issue I have specifically with, with this past Friday SmackDown, which was the throwback or whatever they call it, where you have 1980s graphics or these 1980s cutaways and SmackDown debuted in 1999. Then they have the fist, which didn't debut until 2002. SmackDown started in 1999. Why would you not just have, like, make it look like the old SmackDown set with the ovals? They have the ovals. The 90s are so hot right now, you guys. I mean. The 90s are so hot right now. I just wish they had present, they, they, they have the ability to present it exactly how 
1999 SmackDown was. What if this is how Vince's brain works, though? What if it's just time as a flat circle and all SmackDown is happening concurrently? Like, past SmackDown, current SmackDown, and future SmackDown. Sure. It's all just happening at the same time. Like, I think that could be I it. understand. It's like Quantum Leap. It's, instead of it being one yeah. string, the string's all touching each other. So you can travel within your own lifetime unless, you know, because you share DNA with your ancestors. One time you can go back to the Civil War. That's how science works. We can't dispute that. <laughs> It's, I, it works for me. It works for me. He actually is Stephanie and all of Stephanie's kids. he They're all one. Sure. They're all one person. Oh, goodness. <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff with WrestleMania Backlash, but it feels like the big thing. I feel like we've covered the, the biggest sort of news item. It should be interesting. We'll break it down more. We'll break down the actual card when we discuss the results next week or in the weeks to come. Not next week. Next week you get our live episode. Eventually we'll deal with it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else on there that's massively shouting out at me apart from the women's titles, which yeah. I think will be great. And I just hope Charlotte's not going to win because I want Rhea to hold it for longer. And Too many triple threats. I think when the Mysterios definitely, almost certainly win, I'll be like, ah. Uh, and that's really all I Remind have Remind me say. who the Dirty Dogs are again. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Oh, that's right. That's what they're calling themselves? I knew Ziggler and Roode. Apparently so. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's talk about AEW and Cody Rhodes' promo. Here's a clip. Oof. My wife will give birth to a beautiful... A beautiful white... A beautiful black American princess who will have both identities, shun neither, and I want her to know. I want her to know I didn't just lay down under another man's flag. I didn't just have this defeatist attitude when somebody ran down the United States. I got up off my ass and I fought back. There's a lot going on there, but my favorite thing is when they cut to the crowd and they get the all the white people's reactions. <laughs> but they did find that one guy in a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and they zoomed in on him real quick. So that was a smart oh, move. You. That was a very smart move given what 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 the vice president said. Um, I hate it here. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. I, uh... I just, I get it. Sometimes somebody gives a speech and you can tell they worked very hard on it and that they know going into it where all the applause breaks are exactly how everybody's going to react to it. And maybe some people do. If you enjoyed that promo and if it touched you in a, in a, in a significant way, thumbs up. Could not be happier for you. But it just, there was something, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know anymore. Lindsay, what, oh. what, what's, I mean, I wish Danielle was here. <laughs> I know. I've watched it so many times. I've watched it so many times to try and figure it out, to try and figure out where it came from, to try and figure out how we got here to try and figure out why he thought it was a good idea. And who's he wrestling? Because <laughs> I, I don't know that I remember that off of the promo, except that the person um, is British. The, the English chap. The English chap, yeah, whose name I can't remember because I don't care. Uh, Nigel upon matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's wrestling my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's about as relevant as it needs to be. As a dual citizen of both British and American, I was obviously very conflicted by that content of the, yeah. that part of this speech. I mean, that just seemed weird that it was like, oh, you've come to America to run it down, but you take the dollars. And it's like, yeah, it's a wrestler. Like, what? I don't get it. Also, like news just in, people are allowed opinions, and I, I gotta, I gotta let Cody in on some bad news. As a dual citizen with family and friends still in the UK, a lot of, lot of negativity around this old, this old land of ours right now. So um, he might not want to start planning the UK tour for AEW uh, if that's going to be an issue. My brother did text me and say, "Is Cody a heel now?" I'm like, "He is where you live." That's uh-huh. without getting to the stuff about his kid. Which was just super weird. 
I don't feel super comfortable talking about it because I don't know if it's my place to talk about it. And people that talked about it online immediately got slapped down by Mrs. Rhodes because that's a thing Mrs. Rhodes Mm -hmm. does. I just thought it was strange. And it's not my place to find it offensive or otherwise. That's oh, not for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, I, but, I can't like, speak to that I at saw all. Lots of, it just was weird. Exactly. It was just weird. But I saw a lot of people online saying, Cody Baby No. That's a conversation to have another day about why it might be Cody Baby No. Uh, but the whole thing was just very strange. I'm very excited for his princess and for his princess to know that daddy didn't lie down under another man's flag. Uh, <laughs> Did the Revolutionary War start again? Are we at war with England? I mean, it might have. I think if it does, I think I get a letter. Yeah. Because I have dual citizenship. So I think I have to get a letter. Um, And when I did my oath of citizenship, which is almost two years ago now, I did have to, like, forswear the queen. Mm. But I'm already, like, not pro-royal family anyway. Mm. So I thought that would be okay. But they told me I could keep both passports. And I thought, you know, maybe one day I want to go to Cuba. So I did. So I don't know where this leaves me, Cody. Cody, where does this leave me? Where This is something I can talk about. Where does this leave me? Yeah. Nobody sent me a red coat in the post. If I get that, I will wear it on the pod and you'll be the first to know. Are you a part of the Brits in LA Facebook group? No. Well, somehow. <laughs> I also haven't been invited to this. Somehow I am. And I can only imagine oh, nice. I have to check in that they are panicking right now because they do not know. They're like, I didn't come here for the for the English dream, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> the English dream is fish and chips on a soggy pier at Skegness on a Sunday night and just being happy with your lot. Like, it's not... We, we don't ask a lot. The American dream is far more far-reaching. So this is why I don't understand why you thought anyone would ever go anywhere for an English dream. It's it, They're very limited. That's how we keep in our keep in our lane. Oh. We just don't we don't reach too high. You know what? Uh, you know what my American dream is, by the way, that Cody gets that tattoo laser removed off of his neck. <laughs> John, every time you see it, it's like the first time. It's so bad. Every time, at some point, his child's gonna see that. That princess is gonna see that and be like, "Daddy, I can't wait for the first day she draws it on her own neck in marker yeah. pen, so she can look like Daddy." Daddy, am I American now? <laughs> That's the American nightmare. The true American nightmare is that tattoo. <laughs> my neck, my back. What do we think? <laughs> John Moxley successfully defending, was it the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I remembered. Well done. Against Nagato? Nagata. Yuji nope. Nagata. Nagata. So close, Yes, though. against Nagata. Really great match. But, of course, all we can talk about is that... John Moxley came out to the Trogs hit Wild Thing. <laughs> Top of the charts, coming in hot. Uh, that was a weird. I, I read some place that it was a tribute. I read to what? other places that it's his favorite song. So I don't know. The truth is somewhere in the middle. It was. It's not for me. It's not. It's not for me. It felt very strange. Having just watched the Brian Pillman documentaries, the two-part Vice documentary on Brian Pillman and. Being reminded of where the essence of John Moxley's character comes from, right. it was just like, oh, okay, the Trogs, the least wild, wild song of all time. It just, it just feels very out of character, doesn't it? So I'm hoping the tribute story is true—that it was just a little tribute, and it won't be, it won't be coming back. Yeah, he should be coming out to unhinged, off the wall, crazy, shouty. What is happening? Your mother says turn it down music. Not your nana said turn it down in 1964. Music. How about Town Called Malice by the jam? No, I like that too much. So uh, no. I just want to hear it more. That's why. <laughs> I'll, I'll just call you up sometimes and Thank play Thank you. It. So it's fine. I'll be sitting next to my wife and she'll just hear me go and she'll wonder what's going on. But that's then the credits are rolling and she can't ask any more questions. The main event of AEW Dynamite was Miro dominating Darby Allen on his way to winning his first singles title in AEW, that being the TNT title. And it looks like he's got a date with uh, Archer Man, Mike Archer. Archer Man. Mike Archer. As he will now be known forever, Mike Billy Archer. Billy Archer. 
Tom Archer. It's one of those, right? Billy Dave Archer. Archer. Billy Archer. Billy Archer. The Archerman. Billy Archer. Billy on the street. He's making dreams come true. Billy on the street. Yeah, Lance Archer. I remembered. Don't worry about it. Lance Archer, it seems like he's going to be challenging Miro next for that title, but he looked sure. great. Miro looked great. Loved really it. Really good match. Super fun. Really enjoyed it. Feels right. Excited to have a belt on Miro, especially since the match fell on Rusev Day, which was lovely. Yes. So nice so when that nice. happens. Um, yeah. The Lance, well, the Darby Allen of it all I find interesting because he was such a fan favorite, I know. Mm. And people were really excited. And I found him really fun and fresh and interesting. Yeah. And then just found him irritatingly one note very quickly. And I had no interest in seeing a belt on him. It made him dull. The, putting the belt on him to me made it kind of boring. He's supposed to be like a rebel and an outsider and goth skateboarding kid that I would lock my car door if I saw him coming down the, the street. Yeah. Because he's definitely going to slap your wing mirror just for fun. And that's fine. But I found it kind of dull pretty quickly. Miro having the belt and being a little bit unhinged and the chaotic the chaotic vignette that he did with Kip Sabian where he just threw Kip Sabian through the locker mm-hmm. and then was like, good talk. I, I love this Miro. Like, I want more of that Miro yeah. and that Miro needs a belt. It's a similar chaotic energy to a Johnny Gargano, if that makes sense. It's like a <clears throat> kind of funny but kind of crazy and just loves the belt so much and des- thinks they deserve the belt so much. Yeah. That I, I really like. So I'm enjoying this. The Lance Archer of it all is very weird, isn't it? It's just like they just throw him into every title match at he's, any point. He's very good. I get it. He is. But the, the whole thing about AEW, they keep banging on about it. They even said it again last week where they're like, AEW, where wins and loss records matter, have some more Lance Archer. I'm just like, stop saying where win and loss records matter when he's been up for every belt in the last year, lost every single opportunity and you just keep putting him back in again i also want to point out that the match was extremely brutal and was able to be extremely brutal without a single drop of human blood touching any face or any floor and i know it's a big deal that scu broke up but AEW didn't really make a very big deal out of it so i don't feel like we should either Except to well, say... Well, that's because AEW later went on in the show to use the exact same gimmick for the upcoming Stadium yes. Stampede match. <laughs> like, if you guys lose, you have to break up. Like, wait, you just did this 10 minutes ago. You just did this. Also, it's... Just literally. Like, I, I don't... If the purpose of Christopher this... Daniels is sat in the back bleeding out. Maybe it's time for the Inner Circle to break up. If this is how they're going to break the Inner Circle up, oh, totally. that's fine. But if they're doing this so the Inner Circle can get their win back... Yeah. I can't. What's the point of it all? And I don't tr- like no. that's the problem with with the meta age of wrestling fandom, right? Is it can't be yeah. I don't want the good guys to win cuz I don't like them. It's more just oh, this looks like 50-50 booking. And I don't like 50-50 yeah. booking. I don't know shit about the wrestling industry. I've never drawn a check from it in my <laughs> life. But I've seen enough. It's pattern recognition. So you're either are feeding yeah. into the pattern or you're breaking the pattern and it f- feels like the pattern's just being fed because we see that more often than not. Also, I don't know if I needed another stadium stampede match. Uh, yeah. I also don't like that the motivating thing to get them to do the match is spraying them with champagne out of a hose. No. What a waste. It just feels like... Spray me. It feels... Spray me and my red coat friends with that champagne. Knock us on our asses. Teach us a lesson. It feels lazy. Yeah. Like, if I can't say... They're not backed into a corner there. They could just roll out of the ring and run away. Or go somewhere else. Or I, there's just no... It's very cartoony storytelling at that yeah. point, isn't it? And it's that's the thing with AEW. It asks you to... It, it presents you with a lot of brutality for a Wednesday evening primetime TV. Um, and you can't show someone with literally their blood spurting out of their head in a very upsetting fashion that they showed a close-up on numerous times when that was mm-hmm. happening. And then lol hit someone with a cartoon champagne cannon and be like i got those crazy kids you'll learn your lesson let meet me at the stadium stampede and i'm still literally sat there going like did they did they manage to stitch christopher daniel's head back together before he bled out <laughs> so yeah I'd, I'd, I'd find that disconnect quite difficult and maybe that's because i've watched an awful lot of wwe in my life which stays closer to the creamy middle rather than the the crazy highs and, and the, the deep and, and meaningful lows sure uh, the creamy middle is where I'd like to be when it comes to complete insanity and people getting sliced open. Well, for people who like a lighter sandwich before we leave AEW, what happened in the women's division this week? Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, 
Uh, so I've noticed something in AW recently, would you believe? Mm. Um, there's this weird trend mm. that they keep doing, no. which is... It's not good. Um, I just want to let everyone know we're not we're not taking a weird left turn into me going like it was great. Right. It's always fine. The one match was fine. They've started doing this thing where when they show the uh, cards of what's coming up in tonight's episode or what's coming up next week's episode, and they show it all on social media, and then they show it at the beginning of the show all the graphics. They just show the one woman say like, and Thunder Rosa will be in action. And last week it was, and Britt Baker will be in action. But they don't say who they're wrestling in the graphics. Because they're squash matches. Which immediately... Yeah, they're squash matches. And that's what it tells you. By not... Everyone else on the show, everyone else on the show gets so-and-so versus so-and-so. Obviously, everyone else on the show is a dude. So by showing you a graphic that just says, Thunder Rose will be in action, Britt Baker will be in action, it just tells you that they're winning. And that the story doesn't matter. And that the match doesn't matter. Because it's basically communicating to you nothing of note is going to occur during this match. This person is here, so she's obviously going to win because she's the name in the match and this is what's going to be important. And that's all you need to know. And even if she doesn't win, all you really need to know about this match is this person is in it. In larger storytelling, in larger wrestling storytelling, squash matches are important. They build a story. That's, it's part of it, usually. But AEW just seems to be going backwards on this women's division again. They keep getting super close to being near a great storyline. And then they just drop the ball. Like, what's happening with the women at, at Double or Nothing? Like, I, what, what Brit, is happening? Britt Baker what and is Nikaru Shida are the only, that's the only match I know of. So it's like, why am I not hearing about that? Why am I not seeing a bill? Why am I just seeing Thunder Rosa come in and have a squash match? Like, we well, got the promo. What the f- and I'm not, I'm not defending. I will give credit. I, I enjoyed Britt Baker's interview. Love Britt She's Baker. Great. Love Britt Baker's interview. So I want to see her in the ring. Put her in the yeah. ring. I want to see Britt Baker work. I don't just need to see her talk. And I don't mean as a dentist, uh, although I did like her Instagram post on monday when she was in the clinic and i do respect her for that because she's provided a service just it just keeps going backwards and it's just these little things and now it's just i mean christ almighty it is things like that are part of the problem they are so indicative of the problem it's like our women's division means so little to us we're not even going to say who she's wrestling even if it's a jobber even if it's someone who's coming in from developmental i don't care respect that woman who's coming to work and put her on the fucking graphic I honestly don't understand why they keep doing that. That in particular is such a weird choice to me that they are choosing to exclude women workers from their graphics. That's a very strange and unnecessary choice. They're literally telling you that person is so unimportant they didn't even get to go on a computer graphic that took someone in the design team 20 minutes tops to make. Uh, And the difference between dropping in two photos and dropping in one photos was like four minutes of their time. And it's a choice, but it's a choice. And that choice tells you everything. And it, it just increasingly makes me just going away from being sad and getting real close to just pissed off. Well, let's talk about NXT. Where there was also yes, please, one there was also one, one's women's match. To be fair, I know we often hold up NXT over, but it also felt like a bunch of main events. So the, the one match was yeah. Raquel Gonzalez defeating Mercedes Martinez to retain her NXT Women's Championship. I thought it was great. Sorry, my son came in to agree with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. How did you feel about the Finn Balor carrying cross where they like were angrily agreeing with one another? I don't wait in lines. I want my rematch. I want it just as bad as you do. Let's do this. Like, I want to wrestle you. Yeah, I want that, too. We should get dinner first. I would like that. I like to eat potatoes and steaks. Oh, they're not getting dinner first, Hal. That was intensely sexual. They're going to make a plan to get dinner. And then one of them, whoever's picking up the other one, they're going to get in the car. And they're not not going to dinner. (laughs) It's just like, woof. I'm I'm all in on it. But it was like the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen on my television. That he's just like, hey. I want to fight you. He's like, that's what I want to. Yeah. Done. And then they're just like squared up to each other, salivating on each other while Scarlet watches on and is like, I've lost him forever. And it's like, you have, you have lost him forever. Look at him walk into those Irish eyes. When Irish eyes are smiling, <laughs> it's game over for you, Scarlet. That's what I say. Um, I thought they did a really good job of making it important 
I was a little bit worried about this when it first popped up. Like I loved it when they were all in the ring, drop kicking each other and fighting and stuff. That was fun with everyone in the ring a couple of weeks sure. ago. Um, but I was a bit like, mm, does this help Finn? Because is Finn going to lose it? If Finn loses again, what happens? And Carrion shouldn't really be losing it straight away unless they are just going to move him up because he is the weirdest ill-fitting puzzle piece in all of NXT if, if ever. So it felt strange and a little out of place to me, but now I'm kind of pumped to see it because I think Finn is selling it so well that he is just like, Finn just got beat, but he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. Yeah. I want to do this again. And it doesn't feel like Finn has a, the slightest concern for this. Like he just wants to get back in the ring and beat this man up. And that's kind of what I want to see with my wrestlings. Yeah. That and the kissing. Because if they don't kiss, this is just like all for naught. All for naught. Two out of three smooch match. Speaking of two out of three, <sighs> Santos Escobar came up short in his two out of three falls match against Kushida, who retained the Cruiserweight title. What a great main event. Super fun match. Super fun. I love Kushida. I think he's a, I think he's a great Cruiserweight champion. I got to be honest. I loved Santos Escobar with that belt. I like. I feel like he, he definitely made that title more than anybody who's held it since it's been introduced, and that is as much a fault of television and not really an indictment of any of the talent who who have held it because there have been oh, totally. I, very yeah. good wrestlers. I think since it's it. second life since it came back. Yeah. Like I loved Neville when Neville had it, like way back in the day, mm-hmm. but Santos Escobar's made it feel important. It's uh, on TV, and yeah, it's exciting and. But I will say I don't think he needs it. Like I no. think we now moving up, move him up. Yeah. I mean, this is why the carrying cross of everything makes me so confused. Because I actually think Santos Escobar would make an amazing NXT champion, like with his with his pals and his cool outfits yeah. and his cocky cocksure attitude. That's what I want from my NXT. That's why carrying cross feels so weird to me because he just feels so far removed from everything else that's happening. But I I, I love Santos. I love the whole the whole the whole damn legado. Uh, so. I'm excited to see where they go moving forward. I think he needs to move forward. I think he needs to be in the next thing. So I'm excited to see what that is. Before we move on, factions can be hit or miss. Generally, they're built around one star and you have people. It's either a bunch of of wrestlers who don't have as much going on that are brought together or it's one star and then you use use that star to debut a bunch of people who haven't really been on TV yet. That's what's happening with Isaiah Swerve Scott's hit row, what is refreshing about it is that every single person in that faction is really good on the mic. Like, they they yeah. took oh turns. Oh, my God, aren't they? Swerve is a savage. Let him know. Swerve is disrespectful. Let him know. Very. <laughs> Swerve is a dangerous man. Uh-huh. That's the way Swerve's been thinking for the last six months. So it only seemed right that I go recruit some people that think the same way that I do. They took turns on the microphone and I was like, oh, wait, that's really good. No, wait, that's really good. No, wait, that's really good. And I already knew Isaiah Swerve Scott was really good. I could not be more excited. Like you talk about somebody who should have the NXT title and have their entourage around them. I mean, there you go. Hit row. Yeah, no. Put all the gold agree. on him. I was row. a little confused at first because when they came out, I couldn't read the graphic. <laughs> like Nana was like, "Is it hit bow? Is it hit mo?" Like I don't, and I'm like, "Oh, it's a row." Yes. Took me a minute because Nana's old. Nana's an old sure. TikTok says yeah. so, but I loved them. I thought they were great. I think she's amazing. Yes. So I, I'm like, this is this makes me happy. I like the look. I like. Everyone talking. Can't wait to see him doing some stuff. Yeah, you got your muscle, you got your enforcer, you got the brains, you got the star. I mean, you have yeah. a perfect. If somebody were to ask you, like, what does the perfect faction have? And it's all these yeah. people, and here's what they're good at. So far, A plus. I'm into it. Yeah, I was actually doing stuff while it came on. I was like wandering around the room, putting stuff away or whatever, and I stopped in the middle of the room and was just like stood there with a bunch of stuff in my hands, going like, "What? This is so good." Yeah, that's. So that's well done. what a good promo will do. It'll make you stop and take notice. Literally. If you have any thoughts on the things we've discussed so far, let us know about them on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. We've got a main event that one of our beloved listeners suggested coming up after this. And speaking of our beloved listeners, let's talk briefly about Max Fun Drive. Really, when you become a Max Fun member, the biggest prize is having a direct hand in ensuring that this show 
continues. We are produced by the network, so it is super important that people support us to keep us going. And you've done that over the past several years. The other reason why you do it, the secondary reason, is because of the fantastic bonus gifts you can earn. And that's beyond all the bonus audio content that you get at the $5 level. When you jump levels, you still get that. So if you manage to help out at the $10 level, you already get the $5 stuff. That's yours. That's in your pocket. Mm -hmm. You've got the bonus audio. That's coming your way. Hamilton, Summer Slamilton, that's for you. Uh, But you're also going to get our brand new pin, collector's item, limited edition, and it is the sweet chip music. It's it's a cookie, Shawn Michaels, in the ring. And why would you not want that in your life, Hal? That's my question to you. Why would you not want that? You think me cute. Me know me sexy. <laughs> me got the look that drive oh, the cookie funny. wild. Me got the move that really move them. <laughs> me send chills up, up and down their spines. Because me a sexy boy. Sexy boy. <laughs> me not your boy toy. Boy, toy, me just a sexy boy, <laughs> sexy boy, me not your boy, toy, boy, toy, do 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 do. Me like chocolate chip and oatmeal raisin, the snickerdoodle, <laughs> and a giant black and white. <laughs> That's how you addressed all important factors. (laughs) Me like the frosted sugar cookie. (laughs) Now you've gone too far. I don't like a a sugar cookie, but I... Mm, With frosting, mm, tastes good. (laughs) At Christmas time. Nom, 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 nom. Me kick the cookies into my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) At $20 a month, you get our special Max Fun Take a Minute tea set. It's got a cool rocket shaped infuser. It's got a special tea blend just for the drive. It's something to calm you down that you can enjoy while you're listening to your favorite podcast. But <laughs> I also want to point out if you're at a level already with membership and you can't make the jump to the next level, that's okay. You don't have to make a full jump. If you can afford a little bit more, you can boost. And not only, uh, you, you might not get the gifts, but you do count towards our total. Our goal of 350 new upgrading slash boosting members, and if we hit that goal, we are going to watch Marine Six. We we, it's we a have to. Threat and a promise. We have to. That is, that is a threat, <laughs> not a promise. But think about it this way: if you switched from the WWE Network to Peacock, you're probably saving about five dollars a month. So why not put that towards the wrestling content and community that makes you happy? We hear all these stories from WWE and wrestling, and they bum us out, but. This is the place to go where so many listeners feel seen and understood and we can have fun and poke fun at the stuff that we love and disagree with each other. And that's okay too. You can feel safe in our community and that's really important to us. And we appreciate everybody who is a part of our community, whether you are a max fund member or not, but there are tons of other great gifts. This is the time to become a member and you can do that at maximumfund.org forward slash join. You can also upgrade or boost. That's a great time to check all the shows that you're supporting because you probably added some new ones to the rotation. So take a chance to do that right now at MaximumFun.org forward slash join. It's been a weird year, hasn't it? Let's be honest. It's been a very strange year. It was super strange for us on the pod uh, because we used to get to see each other every week and this sense of community that we're trying to build and create and that you guys are such an important part of. The basis for that was us getting together in a room once a week and talking about the thing that we love and then sharing it with you. And then all of a sudden, we had to go to Zoom. We had to go to Zoom and I could no longer reach out and touch. Hal, I can try. It's weird. I'm just touching my camera now, though. And, you know, we really appreciate everything you've done to make this happen for us. But um, it has been hard. So you're supporting the pod through the drive. I think this year means more than ever because we appreciate that you appreciate what we've been doing because it's been really difficult. Yeah, I mean, we've I think that's important. we've worked really hard. We haven't missed a single week for a <laughs> year insane. plus of sitting at home. And you think, well, you're at home, you have more time, but there's still a lot going on. We're all dealing with a ton of, of mental stuff that will continue for a while. And I know for people who are listening to podcasts, that helps sort of combat that isolation even if you're with other people in your home there's an isolation to it and knowing that you're supporting us helps us feel less isolated too so that's just another side benefit in addition to 
actually literally supporting the show's continuing to put out episodes. It means a lot to each of us personally to know that you not only listen, but that you care enough to support the art and artists that you enjoy. So head over to MaximumFun.org forward slash join to start your new membership, to upgrade your existing membership, or to boost that membership. Go do it right now while you're thinking of it, and thank you. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. All right. (laughs) This week, we're going to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. (laughs) I was so sad that I couldn't use that during the live episode. (laughs) My hole! Oh... On the Mount Rushmore Which sentences. Which hole? I will never not. I will. I mean, I'm gonna wander forever. Which hole? Oh God! <laughs> That's, you're never. You are not allowed to know. Like all great <laughs> mysteries, it will live on with us forever. <laughs> we all love a good comeback story in wrestling. <laughs> so, as suggested by listener Harry in our Facebook group, we're going to talk about some of the recent returns in WWE. And which ones over the years worked and didn't work? Let's start with uh, three recent returns. Jimmy Uso, Bobby Fish, and Eva Marie. Eva Marie, the the jury's out, right? But, but... I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm choosing positivity. Yes. I'm choosing optimism. I so often do not. It is my heritage. Um, I'm not, I was not brought up that way. Um... But, you know, like, we really don't know what the plan is. We really don't know what she's going to do. Yeah. Um, these little vignettes she's doing where she's talking about being a role model. That was a bit was a bit brave. And, like, maybe she's going to come in and be a manager. Maybe she's going to come in and be a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're bringing her in almost as, they're, they're showcasing her as sort of a, a, well, not a wellness influencer, but, you know, they're really positioning her with that. Sort of oh I'm I'm an expert yeah. in things and I'm here to now be an expert in this and like, that candles, would actually be a fascinating yeah. yeah like a really interesting character for her yeah. um, especially if she's more of a manager role than a wrestler I I never want to see her wrestle because that was my favorite thing about her last run was the not wrestling <laughs> I understand why people are annoyed about mm-hmm. it but I don't think one person coming back has to be associated to other people leaving. We have to look at this for what it is and assume that this has actually been in the works for a long time because these things don't always happen overnight, rarely do. So I'm really curious to see where it goes and I am not as down on it as perhaps some other people are. I think when we talk about returns in general, it's really the reaction to the initial appearance. So we had Bobby Fish yes. make his return in NXT and it was like, oh, it's Bobby Fish, which is a nice, like, that's what you want. At, yeah. the, at a base yeah. level. It's like, oh, it's so nice to see Bobby Fish. It's not to the level of every time. You would think every time Kane came to the ring between 1998 and 2001 <laughs> that he was returning just from JR's like, by God, it's Kane. Like, he's backstage. He's here every week, dude. Two shows. <laughs> there's one. There's only one roster. He's here all the time. Like, literally, he comes out all the time. He doesn't take breaks. Yeah. No, I thought the Bobby Fish was handled beautifully yeah. and um I really liked their interaction. Mm-hmm. I really liked their conversation, the respectful like thanks for helping me out, man, but I've got my own thing to do and Bobby saying like, "Yeah, I got my own thing to do too. I just need, you know, figured you could use the hand to level the playing field and then, you know, the manly nod." Yeah. And they're going on their way. I thought that was done really well. It made me really interested to see what they're going to do with Bobby Fish. Yes. 100%. So it was a total success as far as I can yeah. tell. And then Jimmy Uso's return is good. I think more for the dynamic that it added and the things you saw after the yeah. initial appearance than anything else. What I'd love to talk about are some big like return pops. Starting with in the last two consecutive years, two best friends who were one of the greatest tag teams of all time, Edge, followed by Christian at, at consecutive Royal Rumbles. That now the Edge return yeah. was a huge the fact they were able to keep that as much of a surprise as they did i think gave it a huge impact 
You think you know me? No, no way. Oh my! You gotta be kidding me. The rated R superstar! Edge is here! There's nobody who who didn't pop. We live in the age now where you get to see a ton of videos of people's reactions because people film themselves all the time. Yeah. Where does that rank for you? If you were to, to put oh, edge, like a Mount Rushmore yeah. of wrestling returns, would this be on it? I, I My one that I wanted was had in my pocket was Edge. Yeah. Um, it really was. And it's weird because you always think to look backwards and you're like, but what are the ones that have really stood out to me over the blah, 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 million years I've been watching wrestling? And I'm like, I know it just happened, but this will be... And you could ask me again in 20 years and I would say Edge of the Rumble. I, it made me so happy. And it messed with my expectations because I was like, oh, he's going to win the Rumble. The rumors are that he's coming back and he's going to win. And then he came out first and I was like, I'm so happy to see him. Oh, but oh, that means he's not going to win. And then he did win. Um, I just thought it was a really, really well told story. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy to see him. Both both returns, last year's return and this year's return. But the Rumble just was like my heart sang. My heart jumped out of my body, did a little dance and then popped back in fully charged and ready to go. I just made me so happy because his leaving was very affecting. Yeah. His his retirement speech, like I remember watching it at my apartment in Brooklyn, like sobbing along with him. So to watch him come back, it just like I it made me so happy. So happy. Yeah, and then and then the Christian of it all, like he didn't get Edge's big moment in the ring to give a goodbye. He just stopped mm-hmm. being on like they just yeah, pulled just him and then he would come back for every once in a while just as like a guy who used to be in the ring is always great like i mean the guy is i've been a fan of his for a very long time i liked him more than edge when they were in a tag team and i like edge a lot to see him get like a big return to me that was that was really exciting even more so than when he came back yeah. after his run in tna mm-hmm. somebody who returns a lot is The Undertaker. He's been back several times in several different forms. The one I remember yeah. the most, and I'd love to hear yours, is uh, Judgment Day 2000, when he when he ran in at the end of the Iron Man match between, between Triple H and The Rock. Yep. They'd had this whole, like, now I lay me down to sleep. And that was the, the first appearance of The Underbiker. So it was the first time we really got a full refresh of the character in a completely different direction. And I just like, I was like, whoa, what is going on? And the crowd, it was like deafening to hear him return yeah. and hear like the little bits of his music that they kept because he still had the dong at the beginning before they went into whatever that initial song was. Was it Keep Rolling or was it something else at that point? I think it was. I think it was Rolling when (gasps) it first came out. That's what you do. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a top Undertaker return? I don't. So I obviously watched wrestling when I was younger, the very end of the 80s, early 90s, and then tapped out for a good nine to 10 years, which is when all of these people were wrestling. (laughs) So when I came back sort of mid 2000s, I feel like he was already moving into that special appearance role, Mm -hmm. kind of. And it was more about the streak already at that point. And I remembered him from when I watched it 15 years earlier 15 years earlier yeah so to me he was one of the few people who was still there you know it was him and i remember triple h because triple h was hunter helmsley was coming in as i was um the hunting jacket so to me he's always been that guy the special occasion guy like so every time it would happen his return every year to me went oh must be mania season so that's what his returns mean to me is like must be mania season um which is not a bad thing you know i've there's been some really great undertaker programs and 
to, it's, you know, it's like seasonal. It's like, I love seasons. I like getting the tree out the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, and I like getting my Undertaker out around the Royal Rumble. Uh, that's, that's how I know. That's how I know it's time to start celebrating Mania season. Um, once you put the Easter bunnies away, it's, uh, it's time to get your Undertaker out. I don't have a specific, uh, return that comes to mind. Yeah. I just, to me, he is just someone that always returns. Oh, well, I, I will never forget that, that Judgment Day return. But also, the, the Undertaker's an interesting character because of the way that he loops back. So he's the American badass MMA guy, but then loops back to become the dead man again. But then the dead man retains some of the things that came before. So even though he moves forward, yeah. he's constantly like reaching back and grabbing elements from the character. It doesn't feel like an evolu- like a straight line evolution because he keeps going yeah. back to some form of the dead man because that's, I, that's mm-hmm. what people want. So, so when he returns he to that, people are excited. Yeah. But somebody who has sort of straight line evolved and just changed characters over and over again is Chris Jericho. And his return, yeah. I want to say it was in 2007, 2008, with the save the uh, with the matrix code that everybody's like cracked the code and then it became save us Jericho yeah. and he returned. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Jericho, Y2J, Randy Orton, the talkiest Cena ghost of Randy Orton has seen his future. First as a as a as a face to to wrestle Randy Orton and then eventually going on on his one of the greatest heel runs maybe in the history of professional wrestling but that was a big that was a big return because you never expected him he just felt like the kind of guy like yeah. he's like i'm gonna go do something else and you go okay i guess he's not coming back well and that was a really interesting one for me because like i said i didn't watch during the late 90s early 2000s yeah. so i had missed jericho oh, I, had, wow. I had completely had didn't know what a jericho didn't know what a jericho the was Ayatollah of rock and roll um, Right, exactly, and I just and I never really watched WCW. It wasn't on, or it wasn't on a channel that I had when I was growing up. So I was aware of it, but I didn't really know much about it. Um, my brother had some, you know, magazines and stuff that it would reference it, but I don't, I don't know. So when he came back, it was my introduction, and but I remember that even with knowing that uh, I didn't have the emotional connection to it being a return. The hype train was real and I was aboard. Uh, and I remember it being something that I was really pumped and excited about. I think those vignettes were done really well. Mm-hmm. I think the tease was really done brilliantly. And I thought he just acquitted himself and executed it amazing. And I think it's something akin to how it would have felt to being a child watching him come for the first time. And I was a child again. <laughs> um, but imagine, like, imagine being like seven or eight or six i don't know how little kids are they're so little and watching jericho debut for you with the arms outstretched in the dark like oh my god i would have been obsessed i would have been obsessed and as a 27 year old i was similarly into it <laughs> like this is super fun i like this guy i want a jacket like that yeah. and we all googled it we all googled those jackets sure. don't tell me you didn't because i know you no, did i would never <laughs> i would never say that i didn't there are also times where it's not a surprise. It's an expected return, and you're just happy to see them back. Big example of that being Triple H's return after tearing his quad in 2001. He comes back in 2002, early 2002, goes on to win the Royal Rumble. But that return, return is a face because people missed him. Mm-hmm. And amazingly, he missed the entire invasion angle as a result. He was not a part of any yeah. of that. He just came in, came back. It was all about his return injury goes on to win the the united world titles from chris jericho wrestlemania that year in an underrated main event but that return like it was electric when he came back because we missed him and he missed us just in case you've forgotten let me tell you just in a who the hell i am In cases like that, is it just the absence making the heart grow fonder? 
Do you have to, like, you don't realize what you had until it's gone because he was booed. And yeah. maybe if he makes that return in the mid-2000s, not the same because that was the period of he's winning all the time. Everything's about him. Yeah. We don't like that. Yeah. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug, Hal. Mm. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. And I think what we, we forget this when we're caught up in the day-to-day of wrestling because when you're in the day-to-day of it, you can be mad at people. You can be annoyed at certain storylines. You're annoyed at little things that they say. You're annoyed at specific moments. But then when you look back, you take enough time out and you look back, all you remember is that you felt something. You know, it's like, well, I felt a thing about that guy. That guy made me feel a mm-hmm. thing. So then when they come back, you're like, oh, that guy made me feel a thing. So I think it's partly absence as a heart grows fonder and partly like you just remember generally that that person that made you feel a thing they contributed to the thing that you love and you're excited to have them back i mean when it's injury for me i'm always fucking thrilled to see someone come back because i'm like i want everyone to come back from injury and you look at the jason jordans and the tjs who were not so lucky and it breaks your heart yeah that whenever anyone comes back from injury like daniel bryan coming back man like oh the joy of it the joy of it i always wonder what will happen if punk ever does come back that is one I've been thinking about a lot lately. I know he recently did an interview saying, oh, I wouldn't just come back and do anything. I wouldn't come back just for the money or just to be that guy. And I always just, I cannot get my head around it because I loved punk. Like I loved punk. Mm-hmm. And now I can't fucking stand him. Like I'm like, you whiny, selfish little shit. But my dark little heart still wants him back. Like, I, I don't know how I would feel. Like, if imagine him coming out at Rumble. Imagine him walking into NXT one week and challenging Adam Cole. Like, imagine CM Punk versus Finn Balor. I might explode. Mm. I think I might. And all of the stupid, resentful, dumb stuff that he said, the bitterness that is my most hated thing about wrestling, I, I think it would just go away because I would be so happy. It's Well, nostalgia is a powerful drug. It's a hell of a drug. Hell of a drug. I hate to say the name, but honestly, the Hulk Hogan return in 2002, that was everybody's nostalgia. When he returned, he was supposed to be a heel, but people were so excited to see the guy who helped build WWF slash E back in a ring when nobody thought that would Mm -hmm. ever happen again, that, you know, it led to that WrestleMania match and the crowd flipping, like the crowd essentially flipping him into a face is worth mentioning. Say nothing about the quality of character of the man, but more just that power of nostalgia, that character, and what that meant yeah. to people. Well, and more there's powerful. no more nostalgic character. I, gen- I don't think there is a more nostalgic yeah. character. Like, whatever else has happened with that gentleman's <clears throat> uh, life choices, mm-hmm. that remains true. So. Yes. Thank you again to listener Harry in our Facebook group for that suggestion. Let us know about comebacks in wrestling that you enjoy or disliked on all of our social media channels, which you can find in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That's up next on Tights and Fights. We interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. All right. That's enough of that. We got this. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelp. This week, we're ending the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Now, of course, we have our usual items to put over this week, but first and foremost, we want to put you over for supporting us during Max Fun Drive. Thank you so much to our beloved MaxFun members who have made the jump to contribute us at the $10 level and above, including Believe in Fun, Jeeves Bun. Jan Eric, Soren and Warren, Sarenen. Henry B. A Star. Scary Carrie, quite contrary. The bold and brave Chef Microwave. I'm starting to think some of these weren't their real names. <laughs> 
Does a radio bring in the pain to ya? Seymour Butts? That's, there's no way that's a real name. <laughs> Are we substitute teachers now? <laughs> Charcuterie board, the star cutie of the world. That almost rhymed. <laughs> of the world. You know, it's just like you're in hip-hop. Thank you all. There's still some beautiful people on Facebook that we'll give a shout-out to in the next two weeks. And if you want your own nickname, please let us know that you became a MaxFun member, supporting at the $10 level or higher this year for the first time on Facebook, Twitter, or Julian's email. Anywhere, really. But tell us so that we can properly say thank you. And if you haven't yet gotten involved, you can join Booster Upgrade at MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Now then, let's get to the three count. Lindsay, what would you like to put over? I would like to put over, and it feels like such an obvious thing, but I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. Um, the new series of Dark Side of the Ring started, and mm. we watched the Nick Gage episode last night. And it is not an episode for those who don't enjoy the bloods. Mm. I had to watch a lot of it through my hands, mm-hmm. like a lot of it. But there was so much of Nick Gage's story that I did not know. I thought it was one of the best episodes they've done. I love when they have episodes about people who are still around and can be part of it. Uh, and he was extremely game and extremely honest. And I thought it was a really compelling hour of television. Mox is great in it. Mm. Mox is actually amazing in this episode. And we've all known that I've not always been his biggest fan as a human. But I genuinely thought it was an incredibly compelling, fascinating, sometimes heartbreaking piece of uh, journalism i don't say that often about (laughs) about wrestling and vice um but yeah it's genuinely really really good and if you don't know anything about nick gage go and watch it if you think you know a bunch about nick gage go in and watch it uh arquette's in it there's a little flash of rj so we like that he's not a talking head but he's in some of the footage effie's in some of the footage it's a real treat um but do just like don't watch it while you're eating like i did huge mistake huge but it's really good really fascinating story about a fascinating man great julian go ahead okay uh so one thing uh that i've been very very entertained by on the social media i've been spending a whole lot of time there because of the drive happening right now i can't help but notice mustafa ali and ricochet's uh, little few that they've been having on uh main event i feel like they're two people who are incredibly talented and must be a little bit frustrated because of um you know, I feel like they've had a, a little bit of a stop-start career. Every time they seem like they're about to get some momentum, it seems like the bottom kind of falls out and they and they get the creative has nothing for you this week. So um, I guess they've kind of just matched them up on main event and told them to go have some good matches. And they've kind of taken to Twitter to build it up themselves, um, doing a lot of promos on there and posting the videos on there, telling people to go watch main event. And they've had, like a, I think, a series of three matches at this point. So that's cool. But what's also been fun is seeing how many people have kind of like had their back through this. Like Bailey has tweeted, everybody go watch Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali on, on main event. I think um, Mick Foley's done it as well. A few other people have. So it's kind of nice whenever everybody kind of has everybody's back and trying to say like, look, even if creative isn't going to put you guys on TV, we'll make sure that we lift you guys up and put as many, at least a few more eyeballs on you guys working really hard. And maybe eventually they'll uh, things will turn around because, you know, we serve at the whim of a 70-year-old fickle human being who just kind of just <laughs> comes and goes as the breeze as the breeze happens. So good luck, guys. I really love all of that. Thank you, everybody. Yes. And finally, remember when the Dark Order were a scary and ominous cult? Well, now they're the Muppets, and I have proof. I've come with receipts. Here is the <laughs> conclusion of Hangman Adam Page's promo slash interview this past Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite. And for me, if I lose, that's fine. I, I can accept it. And for you, it's double or nothing. Wait, wait, that's, that's the name of the pay-per-view. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, did you do that on purpose, Adam? That was so smart. Oh, my God. Like the background of a Muppet show when somebody's like, they got donuts. And then everybody's like, oh, I like donuts. I like donuts too. Oh, me, donuts. And they're like running around. I told you I had receipts. Muppets. They walk among us. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and me, Hal Lublin, who you can catch all over the internet at Hal Lublin. Lindsay Kelk's got books. Yeah, that's a fact. I got books. 
I'm on the internet too. Come and find me at Lindsay Kelkin. I will talk to you about those books or wrestling. I mean anything really that means I don't have to work. So, That's shoot. Right. Our producer is a beautiful black, a beautiful brown child who loves both identities and shuns neither. Julian Burrell, that was written for me. <laughs> Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. But also, support our show at MaximumFun.org. Create a new membership if you don't have one, or boost or upgrade your existing membership if you can. And remember... You get all sorts of cool gifts right now. Very limited time. MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Support tights and fights and earn great gifts in the process. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and fights podcast. Tights and fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.